We are continuing the Chayadam. We are in Klahe. Klahe is discussing all the halachas of Brachas, Bracha Batala, Bracha Shinatricha. And now we're, we are involved in the discussion of Hesachadas, uh, where basically you made a Bracha, and before the Bracha was took effect, you spoke out. So we said that's considered uh, Bracha Batala because the Bracha didn't even have a chance to take effect. And that's a Hesachadas, Bracha Batala, you would have to repeat your Bracha. So at the end of last last uh, shear, we mentioned that there are certain things that if a person says that b'dievet it's not considered a hesachadas, and that is if it's considered a mere requirement. Requirement if it's a tzarchei hasuda, pass a knife, pass the salt, um, perhaps you know where am I sitting? Um, anything that is considered a, a meal necessity is not considered a hesachadas, and therefore you would not have to repeat the bracha. It's not a bracha levatala. However, the chatchila, the Ramah says we should not do that. You shouldn't even even to say feed the animals, which is important. It's a mitzvah. You should not do that lechatchila. It's better to make the bracha first and then figure out, you know, dipping your challah in the salt and cutting it the proper way. Um, you should not speak out lechatchila. Um, what's considered that the bracha took effect? So when it comes to food, it's simple. You know, once you swallow a little bit, once you had some hana, you enjoy the food or the chewing gum, the candy, you uh, swallowed some of the sugar, some of the taste, then it's considered that the bracha took effect. Let's say you're doing a badigas chametz. So you shouldn't speak out. Now, B'digas Chametz is one long mitzvah. Obviously, you shouldn't speak out during that mitzvah. But when is it considered a bracha levatala or a, uh, a hefzik? That's only when you made the bracha and you didn't even start searching. And then you start talking about uh, you know the news. So that would be considered a bracha levatala. But as long as a person started the search, he started the B'digas Chametz. So then um, the bracha had what to take effect on, had what to be chal on. And therefore it is no longer considered a hefsik or, or a bracha vatala if they speak out later on. How many words uh, speaking out is considered a hefsik? So the Chayadam, interestingly, says it has to be, perhaps, you have to say three words. But all the Achorinim argue, they say even one word, hi, goodbye, even one word would be considered a hefsik. As long as it's not a meal, a meal tzarech, then there would, uh, that would be considered a hefsik. What's considered a, 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 a hefsik? So right now we're saying words, dibor. What if I didn't uh, speak? I just motioned with my hands, or I winked, or I had some uh, other way of communication without actually speaking. So the halachas katanis brings down that it's considered a, a hefsik, but the Mishabura says that the chachila, of course, a person should not do that. It's better to, you know, you made the bracha, right away a person should eat. But motioning, as long as you didn't use your words, so then it would not be considered a hefzik. What about waiting around? Um, your pause. You pause in between the bracha and doing the mitzvah. So lechatchila, we hold that a person should not pause. The Mishabur in uh, Simon Reishvav talks about you have your hot coffee, and before you uh, before you make the bracha, make sure it's not too hot. I guess, you know, if you make your coffee every day, you should know how long it takes for it to cool off. Make sure it's not too hot. But, you know, before you make that bracha, because if it's too hot, you're going to make a bracha, you won't be able to drink it for a few minutes, you're going to not have the bracha right away before you enjoy it. So, but the Abed, as long as you didn't have a hesachadas, uh, as long as you, you, you were just waiting around, you didn't get uh, occupied with other things, so it's not a problem, but the chachila person should not have a delay between the bracha and the and the uh, eating of the food. Uh, the the scheme of the Shari Tshuva brings down that a person should, let's say, have a food in a wrapper. You shouldn't make the bracha and then unwrap it. You should first unwrap the food and then make a bracha. The Ramah discusses in Hilchus Batsiyas Hapas that there was a, a minute to make an incision on the bread, on the challah, 
prior to making the bracha, so that when you cut the bread, it will be easier. And you want you want the bread to be shalim, you want it to be a, a complete loaf. And on the other hand, you don't want to have such a delay between the bracha and the and the eating, so they used to make an incision. He says, perhaps in Shabbos you shouldn't do that because um, you're going to lose out on the on the Lecha Mishnah. We'll discuss that in Hilcha Shabbos. Additionally, many people today, they, you know, you make the incision and then you're trying to look for it. You end up spending more time looking for where you originally cut the, the incision, so there would, uh, it, would, it would be uh, counterproductive there. Additionally, um, I believe some of the Achorina point out that the, the in those days, the bread... Got very uh, like a thick. Imagine like a French uh, a French baguette, where it's very thick on the outside, a, a, a very you know a thick crust. So it was difficult to cut. So it made sense to start cutting it, you know, before you make the bracha. But our challah for most for most people, your typical challah, your typical bread, it doesn't. It's not that much of an effort to slice it. So there would not be any Indian of again how much. Time are we waiting? You know, if I did make an incision or didn't make an incision, and therefore that's why many people do not have this practice of making an incision. Um, th- there are those that do. So Nahara and Nahara Pashte definitely brought down uh, this minute is definitely brought down, but there are reasons why this would not uh, be a gear today. Now the Primagodim has a very interesting chiddush. Uh, uh, you know, once we once you're telling me that if I wait, no matter how much I wait, but the evidence it's not a problem. So let me ask you a question. Let's say a person is standing by a fast day. He's on a, uh, during a fast day. It's Tisha B'av. He totally forgets that it's Tisha B'av. He makes a bracha on his cup of uh, coffee in the morning or his orange juice. So what should he do? So we really should have spoken about this when we when we discuss bracha levatala. Halacha and most priests can say that if it's only an isidur abanan, a fast day, or let's say a person. Um, it's Fleshix, and you made a shahakal on your coffee, and you have no other shahakal, you know, that you had in mind to drink, you know, your water, your your uh, your diet coke. So then, for the rabbanans, most of the pais are mako that a person should drink a little bit, so as not to have a bracha levatala. So if a person's fleshik, you made a bracha on your on your ice cream or, or coffee, and that's the only thing you have in front of you to eat, and that's the only thing you had in mind to eat with that bracha, you should have a drop, and and then you won't have a bracha levatala. Now, obviously, on Yom Kippur, you would never do that. It's an Issa Daraisa, or let's say a person made a neder, not to eat a certain thing, so that would be an Issa Daraisa, so then you would say it's better to be over the Brachla Batala. The Premier Gadim says, I don't understand. Let the person sit there the whole day. You made a bracha on your coffee at 7 a.m. to Shabbat morning before you go to Shul, and you realize it's to Shabbat. So why should I be Mako? They should drink a little bit so you don't have a Brachla Batala. I have a better idea. Another way to have a bro- to, to avoid Brachla Batala, sit there the whole day, and then after Tisha B'av, you could drink your coffee. So the Mishabura says, you know, we don't do this because at the end of the day, you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to focus for 14 hours. You're going to end up having a Hesachadas. So therefore, you know, the the Vad Yosef and all the, all the, all the later Pesachim say that is, that is not an Eitzah. It's not an Eitzah to, to just sit around and buy a Tanis, buy a Tanis to Rabbanon, a regular Tanis Tibor, Tisha B'av, Shavas Tanis Esther, Sam Gedai, all those Tanisim, the halacha would be you would drink a little bit. Additionally, on a fast day, there are those uh, Rishonim that held that less than a uh, less than a certain share is still considered fasting, but uh, we'll get to that later on. Uh, and Hilchas Tainis. Okay, so pausing is obviously not a Hachila, but B'diavid, as long as you didn't speak out, um, it is not a problem. What about writing? Or uh, a modern day example would be texting. Is that a obviously a person should not write or text lechatchila? But the evidence is that a problem. So there's a uh, Chuvan or Kivager who talks about ksiva kedibor. 
when you write something, is that if is that as if you said it? His tshuva, Rabbi Kiyayir's tshuva, is really discussing Sfira Saimer. Let's say a person t- forgot to count Sfira, and he he remembered that on that day or that night when he was supposed to count, he actually wrote a letter to someone and he dated it Yom Gimel Saimer. So he wrote it. Is that as if he counted Sfira? So the Rabbi Kiyayir says you have machoikes, you know whether or not ksiva is kadibur uh, Writing is as if you actually said it. There's a, another nafkaminu would be by birchas If a person is writing chidushi taira, he he's not saying anything, does he have to make a birchas before you write your chidushim down? So Rabbi Kiyager brings a very interesting uh, uh, proof um, that either ksiva is not kadibur, and even if it is, um, there are ways out of it. What's his proof? So halacha is a cipher, someone who uh, who's writing... Sefer Torah, Miguel, they have to have kavana. You have to have to have kavana when you're writing something, but you're writing down the words. So, let's say you have a cipher. He's writing the Yudkei Vavke. He's writing the the Shem Hashem with a Yud, then a Hey, then a Vav, then a Hey. That's how it's written in the Sefer Torah. So, if writing is as if it's saying, is as if he's saying it. So then, when he's writing the Yud, the Hey, and then the Vav, and then the Hey, it's as if he's actually saying that word with those Nakudas. We know if a person does say that word with those nakudas, um, you know, someone who we don't do that. We don't uh, say Hashem's name. If you look at the last halacha on Klal He, which is halacha uh, chavzayin, it says Hashem We we say Adonai. We say we say Adonai. We don't say the Yurke Vavke. We don't say um, pronounce it like that. So Ksiva is Kedibor. So then, how, how could a person, how could he ever write a Sefer Torah? So he says one of two answers. Either we say, Ksiva is lav kedibur dami. It's not as if you said it. Or, if you have kavana, if you have in mind that this should not be considered uh, a dibor, it works. So therefore, the Betzal HaChachmur, or Betzal Stern, who wrote the Ahalich Bamitecha, we mentioned last week's share, he says that when you write something, when you, when you, as long as you have in mind that it's not considered dibor, so then it would not be considered a hefsek. He has a case where, let's say, a person does have to, uh, he has to interrupt. He's in the middle of Berchus Kriyashma, he's in the middle of davening, and his wife needs to know where the car keys are, or whatever the story is. He can't speak out, but he can't wait. So he says, write it down. You write it down, or today you could say texting, which probably is not considered ksiva anyways, but any form of communication that's not that's not actual speaking, so we could say that's the lav kedibur dami, and but the a person would be allowed to do that if necessary. Okay, just a few more uh, 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 items here. What about switching places? So the Ramah in Hilcha says, let's say you're, you're shechting in a place where it's uh, there's a foul odor, so you can't make a bracha there. So they make a bracha ala shechita. It says you wait outside, and you can make the bracha outside, and then you go in. Certain mikvahs, we spoke about this before, uh, certain mikvahs, um, are not they're, they're they're steamy they're they're like a base amerchat which we hold halacha you can't make a bracha there so sometimes by a kela mikvah will you know if it's they're using the men's mikvah they'll say make the bracha outside before you go in um, so you do see that switching places um, is not considered a hefsik but we'll, but if you look at the chayyotim he says we'll get to all those halachas of switching places later there's another question what about eating what if a person makes a bracha on food A and he realizes he made the wrong bracha and he's going to now eat food B. But before he eats food B, he already ha- has eaten food A by mistake. Does he have to make a new bracha? This case comes up, let's say a person is making Kiddush Friday night, you make you make Kiddush, and right as you're tasting your uh, your grape juice, you realize it tastes terrible. Spoiled, 
or it's it's a different type of drink. It's not grape juice. It's not chamar medina. You're not yet to kiddish with it, but you have grape juice on the table. You had good grape. You had, let's say you had two types of grape juice, or you had uh, wine on the table. You were planning on drinking, and you know, or grape juice that you were going to give to everyone else, and you drink your wine. Doesn't taste good, but you have other grape juice on the table. Halacha is. According to the Ramah, as long as you had in mind to drink the other wine or grape juice on the table, you are yoytza, even Kiddush, with that. Kiddush goes on everything. But let me ask you a question. When I drink when I drink my grape juice, which tasted terrible, or my water but that was in my cup, shouldn't that be a hefsik between my bariparagafen and the wine that I end up using for Kiddush? So the Mishabura indicates clearly that that would not be a hefzik. Eating is not considered a hefzik. So if a person made a bracha on the wrong food and you ate a little bit between the the bracha, let's say you made a hadama because you're about to eat your, your broccoli and by mistake you took another spoonful of a previous uh, food, halach is it's not considered a hefzik. As long as you didn't speak, uh, that's not a hefzik. So we'll, we'll discuss a few more topics tomorrow regarding this uh, singing or doing an action. How about saying nu or sha? We'll... we'll We'll close up, you know, we'll, com- we'll conclude those uh, those items tomorrow. We'll move on to other halachas in Klaahe.